Well, just to provide a little bit of information about who Ali is for your listeners. Um, so Ali Abunima is the editor of the Electronic Intifada website, which is a founder of that, that website, which is one of the best uh, news sources internationally on what's happening on the ground in Palestine. He's also the author of two books and uh, is um, widely interviewed on the issue um, and has written extensively uh, many articles on, on this. He's due to commence a Australian-speaking tour on Monday, uh, beginning in Sydney, and then travelling on here to Perth on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then on to Melbourne uh, before travelling on to Auckland. He applied in January for an electronic travel authority, which is the usual mechanism for visitors from the United States to obtain um, approval to enter Australia. An electronic travel authority can be provided online on the basis that his stay is less than three months and that he's not working and he's not being, I should add, he's not being paid for any of his uh, public appearances in Australia. That uh, electronic travel authority was denied without reason and he was referred to the Australian High Commission in Ottawa. He uh, then applied for a visitor visa which essentially has the same uh, requirements that he be staying less than three months and not working. We provided a letter to support his uh, application indicating that he would not be paid for his speaking engagements and that uh, application was declined and he was asked to submit a, a temporary work visa which he did on the 13th of February. Uh, that was one month ago as yet he has been he has received uh, no indication whether or not that visa will be approved. He's made a couple of inquiries and he's been told that this application is being processed in Washington. It's normally the case that uh, visas such as this are processed by the Australian High Commission in Ottawa. Uh, they also indicated to him that there was no guarantee that there would be an outcome, either a positive or negative outcome for the application before his scheduled departure on Friday evening from Chicago. Mm. So that's, that's where it stands. Um, we uh, think there's reasonable... Uh, uh, reasonable uh, evidence to indicate that uh, uh, his application is getting um, particular, it's been has been pulled out for special treatment. I, I wanted to just interrupt there, Nick, because reading between the lines of what you're saying, uh, Mr Abenema has ticked all the right boxes, followed all the right procedures, uh, meticulously so it sounds like, uh, and yet uh, has still been denied a visa, which does beg the question of, is there uh, political interference in this case? Yeah. Well, um, I, I have no evidence one way or the other, but uh, it certainly looks like it's getting special attention. Um, and uh, Ali Abunima, as I've indicated, is a very um, outspoken critic of both uh, US and Australian foreign policy with regard to our government support for Israel. Tell us a little bit uh, more about the state of the Palestine Solidarity Campaign uh, and as, as a double-headed question, the state of what's going on in, in Palestine as well. If we could start there, perhaps, uh, certainly Palestine was in the news quite a lot a few months ago. There was talk, speculation that we were seeing the beginning of a third intifada. The, the protests do seem to have, have died down now. Could you give us a bit of an assessment of what is going on in the ground, both in the West Bank and Gaza, and, and why, uh, am, I, am I correct in saying that really that movement has died down and if so what are the reasons for that um, I think it would be premature to say that movements died down we have since November seen um, frequent I believe almost daily um, protests 
uh, in the West Bank um, and some in East Jerusalem as well uh, against occupation forces. Uh, there continue to be um, killings. Um, I believe there have been more killings of Palestinians on the weekend in the West Bank. Uh, and some of these killings um, are defended by the Israeli government with the claim that the victims uh, threaten the security of either settlers or Israeli troops. Um, but uh, in most cases, um, there's been no evidence to support that claim. In Gaza, um, there have been a few sporadic demonstrations uh, last November uh, at the Israeli border that were um, repressed with gunfire by Israeli troops uh, killing several Palestinians. And then just on the weekend, we've seen bombing of Gaza, which has claimed the life of a child in Gaza. Not much reporting on that, so I don't have a lot of detail at this time, but that um, adds to the toll of uh, hundreds of children who were killed by Israel's last uh, major military offensive in Gaza in 2014. If I could turn your attention to that first part of my previous question, the state of play in the Palestine solidarity movement out, you know, outside of Palestine, obviously. I mean, there's been some very disturbing developments in terms of the repression of the freedom of, of expression and, and protest in solidarity with Palestine. I'm thinking particularly of France, where just a few days ago on International Women's Day, a woman was arrested merely for wearing a T-shirt that supported BDS. The T-shirt uh, said uh, in French, obviously, boycott apartheid Israel. According to the newspaper La Humanité, officers from the Ressentiment Généraux, the intelligence service of the French police, were involved in monitoring the demonstration. She was arrested by uh, undercover police. And that's just one example of many where there is you know, seemingly an increasing crackdown on uh, Palestine solidarity, you know, particularly throughout the Western world. Uh, that's correct, yes. Um, to take the example of France first, the uh, French government actually banned uh, protests around the issue uh, during Operation Protective Edge in 2014. Uh, since then, we've seen uh, a much more authoritar authoritarian regime in France. Uh, the Paris attacks used as a pretext for implementing a state of emergency, which has had an impact on social movements and protests generally, um, and uh, there have been uh, BDS activists, that is, activists campaigning for a boycott of Israel who have been especially targeted. But I would add that the situation in France is by no means unique. Uh, in, in Britain, we've seen uh, moves to try to uh, prohibit local government councils from uh, officially endorsing boycotts of Israeli goods, uh, it seems that that legislation doesn't um, main, doesn't in, bring into effect um, legal prohibition for such boycotts, um, but uh, basically ratchets up the pressure on BDS activists. And in the United States, we've seen um, academics targeted for supporting BDS, um, other examples at a local level. Uh, but that said, I do think that the boycott divestment sanctions campaign does continue to make advances. Uh, we've seen news uh, of SodaStream withdrawing their factory from an illegal Israeli settlement, though they're still operating and trying to exploit uh, Palestinian labour in Israel itself. We've seen the examples of Veolia, um, Veolia withdraw from uh, Israel, um, and uh, there have been numerous other um, ex examples as well. So it, it remains in the 
in the public limelight, I think. Mm. And uh, our hope is that by bringing Ali Abonima to Australia, we can uh, bring more public awareness of the BDS campaign and the importance of solidarity with the Palestinian mm. struggle here. You mentioned there the United States, and of course it's impossible to escape the news of the presidential primaries at the moment. What is your view, looking through the political crystal ball, of uh, what prospects there might be for a sea change, any kind of shift, even a, a granular one, with uh, the presidential election? I mean, I think we can safely take a, a Trump and, and probably Hillary Clinton, uh, Rubio and Cruz out of the equation in terms of their rock-solid support for Israel. What is perhaps more troubling for left-wing people is Bernie Sanders has a questionable position on Israel-Palestine. He did give a speech in Michigan uh, the other day where he called for a level playing field. He said, quote, all I can tell you is I will make every single effort to bring rational people on both sides together so that hopefully we can have a level playing field, the United States treating everybody in that region equally, which is a fine sentiment, but there has been criticism that there's not a lot of substance to his position and that he is something of a supporter, really, of Israel. So, I mean, what is your take, I guess, on, on US presidential politics and how it relates uh, to Palestine? Well, I think underlying all of this, it needs to be said that the Obama administration um, has continued successive US administrations support for Israel. He uh, is currently, well, his government is still in negotiations with Israel about the exact amount of funding, but there is uh, there has already been an offer made by the United States to Israel for a package package of funding over the next 10 years, which will take annual uh, funding to Israel over $4 billion per year. So uh, Israel remains heavily dependent on uh, U.S. taxpayers' money basically for its existence and for its um, its uh, military operations, uh, its military hardware, etc. Uh, I think that any change in this is unlikely in this presidential election. I say that uh, noting that I think Hillary Clinton uh, remains the most likely uh, uh, candidate to, to win office um, after Obama, um, and we will see she, her um, support for Israel um, remains 100%, uh, and we can expect a continuation of the Clinton dynasty there. With um, regards to Bernie Sanders, the other contender for the Democratic nomination, um, I think he faces an enormous uphill battle to win that nomination. I, I don't think his chances are good. Um, I would say that um, his foreign policy has many shortcomings, um, of which uh, continuing to support the State of Israel in one form or another is one. Um, that said, we have seen um, a different response from Bernie Sanders in response to criticism from left and progressive social movements than that of Hillary Clinton uh, and her ilk. Um, Bernie Sanders has been the target of protests by those um, supporting BDS and also those supporting the Black Lives Matter campaign. And he's uh, quite evidently moved in the last couple of months to embrace um, the demands of the Black Lives Matter campaign mm. uh, for justice. Um, I don't think that we're going to see a radical change in his stance on Israel soon, um, but it does indicate that his campaign has um, has been influenced by the pressure of uh, mass social movements. Um, it's put on the agenda in the United States the role of uh, big capital in buying um, the presidency and buying uh, the US Congress. 
Um, and I think, uh, you know, that um, acknowledging the limitations of his positions um, and the uh, power of the Democratic uh, Party regime to impose a candidate of, of their choice, um, I think his campaign has still been a welcome sign in uh, raising debates and, and giving voice to uh, at least some progressive social movements in the US.